Shit. All right. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Am I supposed to hear it through the headphones? Nah, it's playing on my speakers on my laptop. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Especially at night time. It's like... Well, like, yeah, it's a bit more time, isn't it? It's 10 o'clock. All right, after this, we'll sleep right after this, eh? I don't even know when I do the intro, wait. We'll, let, we'll keep the beat going in This is the thing, I just start talking at the start. Should I keep this? I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll do the intro. I'll just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey yo, welcome to another episode of Where in the World Podcast. I'm your host, Nat. I don't know why I've... I was struggling last episode, which wasn't too long ago. So, um, as you guys know, last episode I talked about my little anxiety trip getting better. Did I take my meds? I did. Mm -hmm, I'm good. Mm -hmm. But it's late. It's late. It's a Sunday night. Uh, Got a guest, not a guest, co-host. Nadine's joining me today. Yo, yo, yo. Because it's the weekend. Yo, yo, yo. I'm always home anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, usually I do this on my, de- on my, oh, on my fun employed days. Yeah. But it's late. It's 10.30 at night. It's a Sunday. We've got to get ready for work. Well, she has to get ready for work. But I do have news for you guys soon. Um, we're late because we watched Toy Story 4. Yes. I know it's not travel related, but I'm kind of like... I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much, though, but did you like it? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. You cried. Yeah. You cried, you were scared, you laughed. Yeah, that movie had a lot. everything. It had everything. I was trying to find more deeper meaning to it. I don't it. know why you kept trying to find it. I was like, it's just how it was. Like, yeah, yeah, but I, see, I, I, I was trying to see patterns and deeper metaphors. Like, mm. look, I don't want to get too caught up with this because then we'll just talk about Toy Story. But if you just hear me out real quick, why I think... For anyone that's watched Toy Story 4, if you, if you haven't, I'm pretty sure everyone's watched it. We were supposed to watch this in the cinemas, but it just never happened and just released on this um, TV service provider that we, we, we follow. We can't tell it online because I don't know if it's legal or not. Anyway, Toy Story 4. So we watched it. Yep. Um, I think it's like a metaphor for more than for just human relationships, not like a relationship between humans and toys. It's because that's what it used to um, symbolize. Oh, yeah, no, it's From more the first to second and third, it was always like a relationship with a, ca- a child and its toy and what the purpose of the toy was for the kid. But they get really deep with it, obviously. Mm. But this one, I think it takes a better look at relationships as humans on so many different levels so you're right it is like yeah there was a love story element with Bo Peep I, think I also, also saw can I just let me watch quickly yeah, yeah. Like the, <laughs> it's just before I lose it because you know while I'm on a roll here because I forget things easily because yeah, yeah, yeah. my meds um how shit I lost it how like I, I was telling you about the whole parent and child metaphor that I could see that this is what I this is what I was seeing and I was so like, I was so consumed by trying to make this about it, but I realized it's not just that. But how I see it is like Andy, obviously, her has a child like Andy, and he was the leader at one stage, and now he's a bit older, and now obviously it's passed on to Bonnie, mm. 
and he's not as needed anymore. Mm. Like there's other toys in his place, obviously. So he's mm. a bit, he's like a bit of an older parent or whatever, but he's still trying to find purpose. Like, cause that gives him purpose. Like Mm-mm. this makes me um, important. And, um, and then like, obviously at the end he sees Bo Peep, who's taken a di- different walk of life. She's like the free life. Like, she even like when when she was about to res- be rescued at the start, she says, "No, nah, don't rescue me. It's my time. It's like death. Like it's the end. Not really death, but you know what I mean." But then like she's traveled the world, and like it's metaphors. Like some people, you know, when they retire, it's like you know, my responsibility to my child mm. is over. They're grown up. They can go into the world, and I'll go. Mm. Okay, the other metaphor I really saw, and I was really trying to like sell it to you, was when Woody gave up his voice box for that other the creepy doll. Mm. And it was like, I saw that as a metaphor, like, this is a doll that can't have kids because she's defective. It's like a, like a mum that mm. can't give birth. But Woody gave her the, the, the life. Woody gave her the gift of being able to give birth metaphorically in the, in the, in the form of a voice box so she could work. But the heartbreak in that is when she obviously tried the first time, she got rejected, y'all. Mm. And then she was like so torn about it. But then when she finally did it, she finally got a chance to like being a parent to, to a kid type thing. And then Woody's like, obviously like he's had his time, he's done his duty and now he's just helping people. Like he's, he's used his voice box, he's passed it on someone else and now he's just helping other toys. I don't know why I got so deep, but I, that's what I think it was about. Well, I think, you know, the last bit where Buzz is saying... Oh, uh, no. He's becoming a lost toy, technically. Yeah. So Woody's becoming a lost toy because he chose to not be with Bonnie anymore, to not have a child anymore, to not be with a child. And so I think that whole purpose basically just changed. It's like almost the whole time he had Andy, he had Bonnie. Bonnie, yeah. That sense of love and that sense of belonging to someone. Yep. But now that sense of belonging is with love is with with everyone and with everyone helping other toys yeah yeah it's yeah i say that yeah yeah i could see the whole parenting bit the whole like giving birth i think i was getting a bit too yeah i got a bit i got a bit too obsessed with that theory like halfway through the movie i thought like yeah i've got it i know what they're trying to say because i don't know this movie's been out for a while and because everyone told us how good it was and how deep it was but i think i I was just overthinking. I think it's just acceptance as well because yeah. she's so she, she that that creepy doll. She had this idolization that yeah, she had to be this with harmony. Her, this was her. Um, yeah, the, it she teaches you a lot of things about humans. Like she saw this like fairy tale future. Like it's like, like it this is going to happen. But you know, but she settled with something. But life else. ain't like that, right? Yeah. Life isn't like that. Toy Story is deep, yo. Comment below what you think Toy Story 4 really means. Not I think it's about about birth. people that can't have kids, um, but being blessed with the gift to have kids. And obviously watching your kids grow up and not being needed anymore, but then obviously moving on and going on holiday when you retire. Wow. All right. So You've that's really um, deep. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, welcome to another episode of Where in the World podcast. Uh, I'm Nats. This is Nadine. If you, you're new to the channel, we don't actually talk about movies. We just watched Toy Story. That's why I kind of just had to get that off my chest. But this episode is obviously geared towards expats and travel enthusiasts alike. 
And today we have a really good topic. How I feel that we're going to decide topics now. Well, when we can is if the topic is imminent to our time in the present, like it's happening and it'll be more fresh because we're living it, we're feeling it rather than just pulling a topic out of nowhere and then trying to get into it when we're not about that right now. Um, so yeah, but with saying that, I we would also like to get a bit of, um, I guess, requests or for for things that you'd like us to cover because there will be times when we might press the record button because we are aiming to do this weekly and we might not have a topic so those will be really handy so if there's anything that you as an audience wants us to cover whether it's moving to another country um, travel tips for particular places hit us up and we'll be We'll be doing that. There's a few questions in the end. I actually got a few questions. Oh, you actually had a few questions. Ages ago on my Instagram story. If you haven't followed already, um, the uh, nice, ins- nice, Instagram nice. is Where in the World Podcast. Um, I sometimes, I haven't posted there for ages because I've had a one month hiatus, but I'll try and get back. But now and then we'll post things like obviously try and engage with everyone. And sometimes I'll ask if people need travel tips and some of these that I'm going to ask um, have been from like a month ago the people that probably message have forgotten this show exists but I'll, <laughs> I'll remind them and be like hey I answered your question finally but if you're obviously um, wanting for something direct in depth you want to get involved that'll be really cool for us um, if you just go to anchor.fm forward slash where in the world send us an audio message we'll play it on this um, platform and answer it, because the competition for the picture is already finished. Aww, oh, no more Little Mermaid. I might keep it going. If you guys want me to keep doing the Where in the World picture competition, I thought it was fun. I think I like I it. I thought it was really fun, like for me. I don't know if it's fun for other people. I think maybe Do you have one. any other um, mermaid photos in the water? No? Not mermaid, but I'll, I'll try and do something different. But once again, congratulations to Eski. You won. There's no prize, because I'm not making any money, but... Maybe we'll keep it going, eh? Keep it going if there's more demand. Yeah, you might you might need to give some prizes. I might have to give prizes. Okay, when this as this show progresses, we might actually give prizes out and go from there. Okay, so the main topic today that I really wanted to get into is obviously we haven't traveled in a while, guys. We've booked some places. <clears throat> we'll talk about that in the end, actually. But um, we've had a month of no travel. And we've had a lot of... I haven't had a lot going on job-wise. And she has. Um... So we're going to talk about, I guess, work life in London and the different, um, we're going to talk about our origins, how we, in the past year, what have we been doing to um, support ourselves financially, um, what it's like, the struggle, the, the, the opportunities, the advantages, everything. And I think the best way to go about it is to talk about our current situations and then backtrack to how we started. And maybe that'll be the way, or should we start at the back and then... No, 
I think start present, present and then past. Start present, because I think that's a good segue. Because it'll explain. It. So last week I talked about my little anxiety trip. So the anxiety trip just happened. I go to the last episode and I'll talk about that. And I'm on the recover the recovery. I think I'm talking better. The last one I was a bit zoned out. But um, about a month ago, my work contract finished. No, that wasn't the cause of my anxiety it just it just finished ran out of work company still really wanted me to come but there was no work left and then I think that's when I sort of yeah like I was I I was actually really happy because I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna have a month to to work Mm. and um I mean I'm gonna have a no I didn't I wasn't planning to be unemployed for a month I just saw it as like an opportunity to do more of this content the stuff that i was doing on the side Change. anyway yeah but i realized it makes it very difficult because my structure was just out of the window and i think i think a lot of the stuff i was holding back anxiety wise kind of just like there was too mm. much free room and that kind of just made it hard for me to manage things because I, I couldn't really um stabilize if that makes sense so i was wasn't planning for a month off but um I was only planning to maybe a week or two off and then hopefully get into a new job, but it hasn't happened. So there's a lot of factors. Another factor is there's actually not many jobs going. My recruitment agency that I go through, um, they haven't had, they don't have any work going around. So, so it's, it is what it is. I'm not complaining. I'm still surviving, getting by and doing little jobs here and there. So that's my end. Your end has been a lot more interesting. <laughs> Yes. Um, well, other aside from the office stuff, um, I finally was able to do my first catering gig. So yeah, here you go, guys. See the uh, the flyer. So my cooking with Nads has actually been live and showcased to other people. Um, I don't know if you can see it here, but that's my little flyer there. Um, but yeah, so finally catered to work, um, end of month drinks, success. dished the ham and crackers and basically just catered my coleslaw and my fried chicken. Um, 120 wings, all killed within half an hour. So that was, that was actually quite emotional because it was the first time it was in my friends. So it's my colleagues, yep. Um, but then still just, you know, when you cook for your friends versus when you cook for other people. And I think also the fact that I I was cooking for British people, I don't know why I just had that pressure that I had to do really well because my chicken is quite Asian. Even my kozo was quite Asian. All the flavors, the fish sauce, it's quite like powering. You don't know if these people are going to like it. It was a gamble. Okay. But... Was that your first time cooking for... So, yeah, it was my for like, first... For like your first thing away. F- for anything. So you've never had a business or I've, anything. No, it was, so, it was sort of a dream where, okay, I would cook and, you know, have like a... Eventually, I would want to have a, like a little shop and sell my chicken. But just even catering and just even doing that day. So in the morning, we went grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. You were my sous chef for the day. So we cooked for it's hours. It's fun, right? Yeah. There's nothing more fulfilling. Like it wasn't a lot of work, but I felt no. like it was fun work because we were we in the kitchen together, yeah. playing music and all that stuff. Dancing along, cooking, and just those four hours of cooking and prepping and packing just went by so quickly. But then when we brought it to the when I brought it to the office and everyone was so excited. 
like everyone was just so excited that it was five o'clock and that I was at That's the cool. office bringing the chicken and everyone's taking photos, tagging yeah. me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Just doing all of that. And yeah, it was, it was overwhelming, like in a really in a good, good way, because I did not think it would have such a positive vibe. Um, Just to give everyone a bit more context, because like obviously especially people that don't know us and have just come through like, you know, these, these, these things might be looked at, um, you know, just, in, I don't know what I'm trying to get with this, but basically more context is when was this? Maybe three months, only four months ago, maybe not that long ago, mid year, not yeah, three months ago, early this month. Cause not even when I started my vlog in Feb, it no. was just something we joked about and talked about, but you never, like, I remember when we, we haven't even gone out that long, like a, over, just over a year when we first met, it was always, you've always loved cooking. So mm. that's what I think. She's always loved cooking. And it was always like something, oh, one, uh, I'd love to, like, it just seemed like it was just such a, mm. such a dream, like such a fairy tale. But fast forward to now and it's just manifested. You've got this website. Well, it's actually funny that you say that because... It, act, it, it felt long in my head because the whole process of mm -hmm. putting a website together, getting, um, even just getting uh, my work to say, hey, do you want to cater for us? To getting the flyers. But it all happens in a minute. Yeah, it just all happened. The moment I started with the website, the moment I launched it, the moment I put on my Instagram, little things like that. And the moment I got makes my flyers out. Yeah. I think that's what makes it more it real. It made it more real yeah. to have it more concrete. Other than that, we it could have been talks and talks because it was yeah, talks it can be talked all the forever. time. Yeah, like for years. Like you, I think you've always talked about yeah. this, something like this. And then yeah, and then I, my friends would say, "Oh, why don't you do like a cooking with Nads? Um, you know, because you like to cook and you like to showcase it." Then it would just be cooking for our friends. Yeah. But yeah, just the moment you start one little thing and everything just starts manifesting. That's really cool. Because right after this catering, actually, um, then our friend had his farewell and was like, yeah. hey. Shout out to Donut. Yep. Um, and he was like, hey, uh, I was actually, actually didn't even know what kind of food I was going to get for my guests and started to stress out mm. a little bit. Word of mouth. And there you go with your flyers. That sort of saved me uh, yeah. um, time. So I think every little, th you, you, you never, um, what's the word? never underestimate the action of every little thing because every little yeah. thing really triggers another. Mm. And literally, I think, like, even at the start, there would have been so many doubts, even just you make the Instagram, but it, it's so minuscule, so small. You don't really think of the the end goal to be, like, materialized until you start seeing more and more things. You're posting more than the next thing. Then you got your logo. Yeah. Then the website. And then you're actually making the food and putting it out. But I think... Definitely, I could definitely see the difference once the first catering job, it was there, it was in papers. Like, oh, wait, I've got good news. You came home and you're like, I got some freaking good news type thing. Mm. Um, getting X amount for this. Like, oh, we're not going to talk about the finances, y'all. Because that's... No. You know, <laughs> but like, I'm just telling you right now. That's some good... That's making them peas, y'all. It's making them peas, innit? Don't make them think that I'm getting like thousands and making thousands for peas, this. y'all. Yeah, bruv. Yeah. No. That doesn't suit you. What? All right, he just watched Top Boy, this new TV show yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, the bro. guy's obsessed with the accent. Yeah, but bro. Nah. In it. No, bro. Yeah, in it. 
No, you're actually mocking the Gonna accent. Get them peas. Well, I'm mocking it. I, I like. I love that show. What are you talking about? <laughs> Binge watched it yeah, like yeah. two days. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. Look, it's it's on the subject of making money, y'all. That's what we're about, right? Side we hustle. Hustling. It's a yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't watched Top Boy, it's on Netflix. It's a new TV show about the the drug scene. And you're obsessed with that. <laughs> and I, f- I binged it. I finished the whole thing, and it's in, based in East London. Really cool. And Way better Drake than Power. Likes it too. Drake executive produced it. As Top well Boy. Top Boy. Top Boy. <laughs> Top Boy. Top Boy. Big things, you know. Okay. All right, let's back on to the topic. Well, it, it is on topic. It's about business. And that's yeah, that's, that's what I, I love about having... That's why I, like, I count this as a side hustle. It's not making money, but it's a side hustle. It's promoting. Actually, with this, you know, the episode we did earlier on, I think it was four, three or four. And because we, we hadn't made the website, but we talked about it. And uh, shout outs again to Big Will. He saw the mm. episode. That's a... See how small things can connect to another thing. And because he saw what we were doing with the Nads' catering business, he requested a, a catering gig for possibly like a delayed, belated birthday. B- belated, belated birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if you guys feel if we were to um, podcast that, get a bunch of friends and showcase and Nadine's fried chicken on this podcast. Mm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Would you guys want that? Yeah, maybe comment below. Send us a like. No, no, I won't know if it's a like. Just make a comment below, and we might do that for a future episode because that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, eating with nats and nads. Eating with nats and nads. That's cool. So anyway, yeah, um, cooking with nads. If you go on the website cookingwithnads.com. You can see this really lovely website that she made on Squarespace. Yeah. It looks Shout so prof- out to Squarespace. It looks so professional, dude. Look um, at wow. Look at that chasu. Wow. If you go to contact me, it'll send out a form. It'll send through. It'll come through to Nadine here. We put the order through. And um, yeah, if you if you've got a work function, a social event we we i i only assist i'm the sous chef but she she's the head chef with the with the pro- product y'all feel free chicken to and share. coleslaw is it only chicken and coleslaw for now you you chicken and coleslaw for now um is that the only thing you're doing for the yeah catering? uh just for now um obviously testing the water testing the it's very new um, my website also features my recipes and as well as my Instagram because Free I recipes. do cook other things as well. Um, Free content. I was actually telling Nathan today that I wanted to have a cookbook, but we'll see about that. But you know, that's awesome. No, it's really cool. I, I was really happy when you did that. We celebrated that. Did we? Was that the night I got really drunk? No, no, uh, the day after. Did that we actually night, celebrate yeah. that? No, the night, the day after is when we went out. No, we like went out. Oh, you went home early. But no, we didn't really celebrate it. Mm, okay, not yet. But we are out all the time. So you so. owe me a dinner date then? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, you owe me a cook. dinner date. All right, I'll cook fried chicken. I'll oh. cook my NFC, Nathan's fried chicken, my mum's fried chicken. Yeah, Maria's fried Maria's chicken. Maria's fried. Shout out to my mum. Asked her for NFC. a recipe. I have a secret ingredient. Actually, I'm. You know what? Well, that that could be that could be the next podcast. You cook your chicken. NFC versus MFC. Mine's mine's not going to be as good, but. It'll be fun. And we can eat the chicken on a, on a live podcast. Yeah. yeah. 
Ooh, how about, about some throw friends? in some hot sauce? Dip, like like some super hot chili super sauce. Super hot chili sauce. What about the halal guys sauce and get people to yeah, no, like, get uh, different get different, different um, sauces. hot sauces. That's cool. And That's then cool. you can you know how those challenges to mm. eat the chicken wings and it's like, like a roulette. You don't know how hot it's going to we be. We should do a spinning wheel, and depending <laughs> oh, on the yeah. level of hot sauce, and if you get done. Oh, yeah, shit. that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Do, don't we have like a wheel? Do oh, wheel? if you get done, then you get a shot. <laughs> no, that's a that's another episode. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's another. That's a, we'll do a drinking episode one day. Like we'll ease into it. But for now, yeah, we might do a chili roulette, thing. roulette, and we'll invite a few, like, two, three other friends. Spin the wheel, and if you get the uh, the hot sauce of doom, you're gonna be shitting for days, y'all. Yeah, in our toilets, lovely. I don't clean it. You can clean it. Right? <laughs> you know, don't clean anything. Well, so um, that's a great start to this podcast. Just talking about shit. Why are you going to talk about shit? Didn't we no, cover no, no, that no, no, at no. Tomorrowland already? No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. I'm joking. I want to stay on topic. Okay, all right. So that's amazing, right? She works a full time job. You're catering, so you you are the uh, provider right now. That's cool. <laughs> it's easy now. It's, it's slowed down, but I do have a bit of. I've have a bit of news as well, like a bit of good news. Finally, well, you don't want me to be sugar mama anymore. I never want you to be sugar mama. What are you talking about? I don't mind it. You don't she, mind it. He, she give me money. <laughs> we'll see about that, y'all. See about that, y'all. See about <laughs> that. Okay, wait. Are you gonna drop to your news at? then? I lost my train of thought. Your news. Oh yeah. You're gonna drop the news. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I had two news. No, okay. All right, so um, backtracking. If you have, if you, I'm gonna say this again, I got anxiety. Still got anxiety, and I've, I'm learning to accept it, to live with it. I watched this YouTube video the other day of this guy. I forgot his name, but he's had it his whole life. He's like 40 or 50, and then he's talking about like 30. I accepted my anxiety. The 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 best thing. I've heard about this before already, but I figured I'd apply it more to myself. But um, if you are suffering from anxiety, not to try and make it disappear, you'll never disappear. It'll always be a part of you if you have severe levels mm. of it. Like it's, it's going to be part of you. And coming from someone that's already like in his 60s or whatever, 50s, 60, he said like, I only realized it was a problem when he was in his 30s and that's me. Um, but he found a way that maybe like, you know, just accept it, like embrace it. Sometimes if you have it, just don't, um, connect it to something like, for example, oh my gosh, I'm thinking of this speech I have to do. Now I have anxiety. But if you remove the speech part and just say, oh, I I've have anxiety it. and I'm dealing with it and just, you know, embrace, like embrace it. Like it's part of you, manage it, do what you need to do to get it down. And then I think it's about managing the anxiety, not getting mm. rid of it because it's never going to be gone. Mm. So anyway. Um, obviously my first two weeks, this wasn't, it's only been a month since, but the first two weeks was quite paralyzing. I didn't really go out. I didn't do anything. And it was conveniently right after my job finished. So I just felt worse because of that. And it was hard for me to even get out of bed, let alone apply for jobs. But obviously, um, I didn't want it to, you know, uh, take over me or like dictate um, my livelihood. So I took the steps to, you know, baby steps, get better, at least get out into the world again. And eventually started 
meeting people, like getting social again, like what I did and my intention was when I first came to London, which is how I networked and was able to, you know, do all this shit. Mm. And I was fortunate enough to meet some people. And one thing led to another. Uh, first one, I met uh, a friend of a friend that referred me to their partner who works somewhere close by for a part-time gig. And I've got an interview. Yeah. Tomorrow. You already know that. Yeah, no, I know. But still. But it's pretty good. I'm pretty excited because I'm, I'm a bit worried because I realized I don't, I haven't had an interview in a long time. My last contract, I was there for a year. So I'm really worried. I had the phone interview last Friday and I completely bombed it. It's like I forgot how to talk. But they still want to see me tomorrow. So I'm going to keep you guys so you up today. you didn't really bump it then. I bombed it. It was really bad. Have you ever had... I'll tell you right now. <clears throat> not showing off, but I think I'm really good at interviews usually. Or I'm very good at speaking when I need to be. So I'm... A, by nature, I'm not social. Like, I'm... It scares me. I'm... Mm. Sp- so extreme high levels of social anxiety but if i can plan it i can execute well and look like the complete opposite so i can look extremely confident for this time it just i messed up it was so bad oh it was so bad i was like on the phone and then i was outside of my body looking at myself on the phone going wow you're an idiot so stupid that bad oh it was bad I was nervous. I couldn't think of the right words to say. It was bad. Was it just like moments of silence? Yeah, um, not really answering it right. Just long story short, I, I was pretty bummed for a minute, but because I'm getting better these days, I was like, you know what? It's cool. I was able to get over it and I'm just going to take it as, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply that thing I was thinking of like, um, accept it. Like, I've been mm. anxious this weekend about the interview tomorrow. But I've been detaching it from that. Like, I'm anxious because I have anxiety. That's it. It's not because of this. Because regardless, anything's going to make me anxious. So yeah. I'm just living with it. So we'll see how we go tomorrow. And there was another thing, like, um, Graham Stephen, the YouTuber I follow. He's really cool. I'm going to send a link up here. Graham Stephen, he's, he does finance. But I love the dude because he talks about um for the he opened up about his own social anxiety and he talked about like so being social is hard for him and how he tackles it is he will go out of his way um no he will in his mind he'll say i'm just gonna go for 30 minutes if i'm uncomfortable i can just leave he doesn't yeah. have to, he doesn't see it like because i'll just see a whole scenario like i have to go here i have to spend this much time i have to do and this, this and that happens, and, and then you just happens. overthink and just yeah. you just you just go for it like a thing so I've, my mindset is like you know i'm just going to do this interview if it's really that bad what, what's there to lose i just lost it it's cool anyway we're not talking about anxiety in this one it's it's about jobs so back to the jobs the second day i went out and i went i, met, I went out with my uh, new canadian friend in i met through people we met through people that's how it is in london you just keep meeting peeps and i was eight through him i was able to meet another uh, another interesting uh person um down the road these jobs i'm not going to talk about in case i don't get them but like i'm, I'm just saying long story I'd be curious sh- to know though should i get, get the flyer where's the flyer get the flyer oh, i put it on the wall did you should i talk about it it's weird am i jinxing myself if i talk about it it's either you talk about it now or maybe if you want to talk about it after, 
whether in the next episode it's up to you okay Some long long story me. short look i'm like taking way too freaking long to get to the point i went on another side story about my anxiety i went on all this bullshit backstory i'm sorry i'm probably boring everyone but long story short is things just freaking happen man i went from like almost a month of nothing and just i was in this bunker of an apartment for like days and it took two outings like two days straight of going out to finally just be like you know just get out there and talk to people and finally start feeling like myself again and yeah two opportunities came out of nowhere so fingers crossed um i'm gonna stop sleeping on that couch because there's a giant crease mark on our couch from me sleeping all the time and maybe i can work again and pull my weight and no longer sugar mama so how do you feel about this whole all right i finally i'm saying yes to things i'm going out there and stuff things are happening to me like do you find that it's the positive energy no it definitely is yeah yeah, like you're starting to pull out and yeah hell yeah hell yeah but like i don't look at it as like i've accepted one thing that was kept me um not being productive was always thinking like I'm wasting more and more time and that regret and feeling shit. So one week went by, I'm like, damn it. I didn't do any podcasting. I didn't apply for any jobs. Mm. Second week went by and keep, keep thinking about that. About the things you didn't do. The things that I'm missing, the things I didn't do. And it's hard to get out of that. But once you're out of it, like it just starts to happen even Mm. before you know it or not Mm. type thing. And I think like, I just really had to, before anything could really happen, I had to not rush into it. Like I just had to get myself in a sort of at least a mind state that I could see things better. And mm. that's where I think, yeah, it, it, it got better. So, yeah. We, no, it's, I, think it's, I think it's good. Like whether or not you do get them, I think it's yeah, the, the fact mind, of, yeah. it's almost like a, a lesson. Like you're, you're going out there. I felt good about it. And just, it's almost like an exercise, even that phone interview, talking to yeah, people. Yeah, even yeah. bombing it. Like, like I said, if I was in a bad mind state and I did that phone interview and I bombed it, if I was in a bad mind state, that could have set me back another week. Yeah. But instead, I, I kind of laughed at it. Remember the day I was like, <laughs> I sent your voice clip and I was like, I've messed that up. Yeah. But I didn't care. I was like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I don't get it. Who cares? And I got that second opportunity too. I might talk about it in the next episode. But like, that's just how things are here, eh? In uh, in London. It's just, uh, mm. just, things just come out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I think there's opportunity. I think London is one of the city where there's heaps to do. There's so much to do. Like, even on the weekends, there's a lot of things to do. So the moment that you get out there and you just go, hey. You gotta put yourself out there. Yeah, that's the thing. And you that's do what have I, to yeah, put yourself that, out there. That's the um, the message I'm trying to convey here for people obviously thinking of possibly moving already here. There's so many ways to do it. There's no textbook. This is how you got to do it. Um, majority of our friends are full-time mm. in the career profession. Like, I think majority of people we know are doing stuff that they did back home. Yeah. There's a few that have changed careers and doing something completely different, which is amazing as well. Um, I want to talk about yours because yours is cool. Because obviously people know what I've done. I never got a permanent job. I found a recruiter and I've been contracting, doing just random as shit jobs. But that's the fun part that's too. That's so fun. No, I loved it. That was my purpose. 
Um, and that's what I want to talk about because obviously before in Sydney, um, all I knew was insurance. Those that don't know, I was an insurance broker before. And I've always been in the industry, like customer service, doing that. It was nothing I really was like, I didn't finish school and was like, one day I'm going to sell insurance. That was never a plan. It just happened. And moving here was an opportunity to be like, you know what, I could settle, not settle, but I could logically go for the job that will get me the most money. But essentially, I'd be kind of doing the same thing as before. Like, if I'm not passionate about it, what's the point? And from there, I've been able to work at all, so many different like tech startups, like marketing companies, medical companies. Mm. It's just fun, like exposed to other things. And that's the same for you. You went from, you were bank, you were banking, bank. Yep. you went to banks and now you work at, you want to talk about your job or not? You can't say, talk about it. Uh, I think I can. I, without saying like where I work, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a problem. I don't know, man. Like, it's one of those things that people... I don't people, know. Because, like, like I, I just see, like, before there's such a great divide in, in work, sometimes people don't want to... It's like a different world. People don't want to put their career life in public in a public forum. Well, I just think it's the opposite. It shouldn't be that way, especially if it's something you're passionate about. Yeah. I mean, I actually don't mind, but I then, at the same time, like, I just don't know if... If that's like, if that's a thing, like, if that's, that, yeah. if that's appropriate, I if don't it's know. appropriate, yeah. Should so, so you know what, I can comment, just say comment, comment below if you think it's appropriate to talk like a professional proper. You're like employed by an employer. Can you talk about it? I don't know. Like, obviously not in detail, but I and look like without since we don't know anyway. I can just say where, yeah, like, yeah. in what industry, yeah, um, yeah. So where'd you start? So coming to London. Coming to London, you referred me to your recruiter. Yeah. Um, and so they found this gig um, to help the events team in this company. And I was like, events? I've never done that before. Events. But so banking to events. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm in London. And uh-huh. it had been exactly about, I'd say, since I moved, since I left Sydney, July. So it would have been three months being unemployed. So financially, it started to really hit me hard. But once again, so, you weren't planning on staying. So if you check out episode two, we talk about that. Yeah, I wasn't planning on staying. <laughs> but still, even go just being in Paris, yeah. that had been like two months, three Burning months being unemployed. Yeah. Um, and then eventually moving here. So I moved here in October. And then I was like, yeah, I really need to make some money because even just money. using the pounds, I had no pounds. So yeah. I had to use your Amex at the time. Card as well. And I was using my Aussie fees. credit card. Damn son. And yeah, it was just was really bad. Um, but you know, when you have to survive, you just have to survive. Yep. Do what you got to do. Um, so I was like, yeah, I've got to make some money. Then you're like, oh, just meet with the girls at my yep. recruitment agency. Um, and then, yeah, so I met up with them, had the first interview and they told me about this gig to help the events team. And then I was like, oh, I don't know anything about events, but it, I, in the end, I don't know how they actually sold me to, um, to the, the events manager at the time, because I actually never, I didn't even meet up with, um, the events manager. I yep. just literally had the job and they're like, you start on Monday. I was like, like so all right, quick. start so on Monday. Quick, yeah. Um, yeah, I started on Monday, worked with them for about three months. Um, 
I discovered things that, um, like behind the scenes of events that I hadn't seen before. So that was really fun. Mm -hmm. So like gala dinners and how they were being done. Um, and then there was an opportunity for a full-time job in another department in That's that right. same company. Um, a bit closer to what I used to do before in the sense that it was data entry. A lot of it was data entry. Office admins. Um, yeah. Back office, I meant. Sorry. Back office. Yeah. Um, I mainly stayed because I had already made connections with some of the girls in the office. Yeah. And I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm thinking that it's hard to make connections with people. But I think it's also because I heard stories of other people working here saying, oh, I, I'm not really getting along with people at work. They're not in this. They're not this like, you know, vibing with me as much. I'm, it, it's, I'm finding it hard to make connections with, well, more specifically British people. Okay. Yeah, it's quite hard. I have a theory about that, but continue. But, you know, we hear people's stories, mm. like them saying, "Oh, it yeah, is. my job is all right, but you know, I'm not really getting along with people there." So I think when I got to the to 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 the workplace, mm -hmm. I just thought, "Wow, I'm, either I'm being lucky or it's the people." But I had already made connections. So I was like, "Oh, I may as so well try that full time yeah. job." And you've got to connect good friends. You've made great friends. Yeah, that. and they're British. Yeah, people as well. Um, and yeah, I think the culture as well was really good there. Yeah. I think it can um, be really hit and miss depending on the company. Because like for for me as well, um, my last, I'm just going to say it, eh? why are we being so secretive? So I was working at the BMJ, British mm. Medical Journal. Great company, great people, great culture. Um, but I think the difference, um, it, it was more of a disconnect for me because for one, um, I was obviously a temp, a contractor. I was only supposed to be working there for a, a week and it slowly became a month, two months, and as you know, a whole year. And I think what happens is, because I'm not in the office as much, it's hard to make those connections. Because I'm not, aside from my my um, my team lead or my boss, um, I I feel had a good connection with like I really like my boss in that last job. Mm. Um, but being sort of like an office admin and a support, um, you feel like you're part of it. But not. But not. But yeah. you, like as much as like, I'll be honest with you, my boss, really, really nice dude, always wanted me to come to social events. But you sort of, it was me that felt. You retracted. I it. made myself the outsider in a sense. Because yeah. one, it could be my social anxiety. But generally, I'm pretty good. But I think that's the difference with permanent. Because if you're a permanent employee, you're really like, well, you're here. You're stuck. Yeah. You're not going to be going anytime soon. So. Yes, you'll go to the events even if you don't want to. Yeah. That's how I felt you in old companies effort. like back home in Sydney. But there was a lot of things like, not just that, it was just the um, one being an expat. Um, yeah. You're already kind of outside. Like they're probably used to people being in and out of the country. It's hard to make connections. And there's a theory I was going to go by, like how you say some people find it hard to get into the British circles of things. Um, cause for here I've made like only a couple of friends that are British people before I left Sydney to come here. I really thought like all my friends are going to be British. Mm. I'm going to just be like dive into it. And I think that takes time. Like, honestly, like, that would take time to find a really solid group from here. Cause one, if I look at it the other way around back in Sydney, sometimes you'll see like someone that might be an expat or someone that's living from another country, you know, that their, their situation isn't quite. It's it's in the in the maybe. It's not mm. it's not too certain. Yeah. It's yeah, hard yeah. to have a friend like I, I remember people like as 
it's kind of kind of sounds slack, but people don't really like they sometimes yeah they they're a bit of a loner. Like in this old company I had, there was a dude from America, and um, like he he was cool. He'd come out to outings, but it, there would never be that real like he's part of a group. Mm. And I don't know if that's like this is just what I'm seeing. I'm not saying this is how it is all the time, but a lot of times it's just you know. Um, us being here will naturally gravitate to people on the same sort of journey because it's that's the lifestyle. Mm. We're always going out. We live close in the city, and then yeah, there's the exception of like yeah, we do have a couple of British friends, but they're probably used to the fact that you know Aussies like us come here and we're mm. gone in a year or two. Like it kind of sucks, especially in a city like this. Mm. So many people coming in and out, leaving all the time. Um, so obviously, you you'll stay with your groups as we did back home. We just stayed with our own group of people. Mm. How much harder is it to incorporate? You know, and obviously, I'm just this is just a generalized thing. It's not everyone. I'm not trying to say like it's yeah yeah. You know, it's just that's what I've been seeing for myself personally, and what I see around as well. Mm. So I can understand why that may be the case. Did I say that right? Did that sound kind of bad? No. I wouldn't say bad because majority of the time that's what it is, mm. um, and also because it is it is easier to stay with people, like you know that are within that same that that share that culture that that share the the values of you know yeah. how like in the journey as well like yeah. sharing those because you see like similarities um, like people that have that are not from Australia and they live in Sydney. Yeah. This is just mm. an example, like a, a, a parallel. They live like in the city and they're probably out a lot, a lot more like doing the touristy stuff and just, just it's just a different pace. Mm. Whereas, cause we lived in Sydney, I lived an hour away. My, I only was out really on the weekends. Everything was just work and that's it. You kind of just, that's it. And you stick to your own group of friends. Mm-mm-mm. What's the point? There's no point of feeling like I need to go out and meet people. You're kind of just, nah, turn this. That was the mindset I had before tr- before moving here. So that might might change, obviously, when I, mm. if I, if or when I go back to Sydney. But that's just how I see it. And I can see the same parallels here. I see how, you know, um, people that work here grew up, born, grew up and lived here. You know, I can see the same parallels of mm. us back in Sydney, I think. Mm. But you really work. do have to, you know, make the effort. You have I to think. really, you really have to put yourself you really out there. Do. Yeah. In, 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 in work. The thing is, the beauty of um, London is there's so much work here and um, there's so much opportunity, more opportunity, yeah. I think, than, than, than we had back in Sydney. As in like, like, look at the jobs we have. Mm. Even not having a job, I've, I've I don't feel too bad about it. There's always something. No, there's always something like little gigs here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it's just having to put yourself out there, and the, it sort of reminded me of when I moved to Sydney yeah. and how I had to put myself out there as well to make connections. Yeah, that'd be same, even more insane because you're like thing. trying to learn the language and all that. Yeah. And you were like what seventeen? That's insane. But um. Yeah, like I, I think, and I think that's why because I'm used to having to make the extra step to making those connections, mm-hmm. and like even when I started as a temp, it's kind of like at first I was sort of reserved, shy, trying yeah. to get to but you don't show know that. the field. You're quite out there. Um, eh, I don't know. Like when you're I don't easy, know someone, you're easy to get. I have to, to like to sort of not test the ground, but like see. Yeah. How every, but you have a, a loud is. personality, mm. which is good. 
and bad because it, it makes people comfortable because i feel proper people are a bit more proper here as well so when you have someone like what was that thing like how you're saying that you were doing yoga or something and then you were like Wah! like you're so tired oh yeah and no. everyone just laughed it's so i'm i'm you, like the goofiest and like the loudest and, yeah and i think that's what makes people comfortable around you because they feel that I'm more stupid than them. <laughs> Not stupid, but you know what I mean. Like, it's just yeah. it's in a funny way. Like, yeah, pretty much. It'll be me that gets embarrassed first yeah. compared to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, think, I get it. I think that's the part of the, your, your appeal. Yeah. <laughs> I, get I did it again at yoga. I actually did it last week, being loud again. But. She goes, yeah, she's really loud. You're really loud. We were watching Toy Story and I'm more scared of you. When that dum- the dummies... Like, it should have warned us, like, that yeah. there was some horror shit in there. Sorry, it's pardon me. It's hot. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Toy Story is a good movie. <laughs> but look, another thing I was going to talk about with the jobs, right? There's backtracking again. There's so many ways you can do this journey if you're moving here. Um, yeah, by all means, if what you were doing back home is what you want to progress in if you want to build your skills and like I, if insurance or whatever in that field was something I wanted to really pursue and do it's the perfect place to do it here you know like I could have built my skills that would have helped a lot yeah but why it's boring yeah yeah no nah, nah, look I can't say it. like some people not shitting on the gig but it just wasn't for me that's all yeah, yeah. but it could have very well um if that was something that I really saw like Dude, if I get this, if I go back Could home, it's going to make it even better. But I don't see it that way. Like, I feel like if I go back to Sydney, at the least I could get my old job back. I, d- I wouldn't want any more than that because it's just more, like, more pressure on something I don't really like. Mm. It's kind of shit. And that's what I want to talk about. Like, before you move here or if you have moved here, um, it's something to really think about because it's your livelihood. It's what you do majority of your time. And that's important for me. Like, I can't speak for everyone. Some people... Are, quite satisfied like just do the do the job even if it's like semi or all right you don't have to be overly passionate if it's bearable and you're getting the money you want and you live for the weekend and for the other days outside of work perfectly fine but for me like i i realized right before i moved from sydney to london was like you know what i really don't want to go to another country to just do the exact same thing i was doing before because I was over it. I was burnt out. I was like, nah, I'm, I've been talking about wanting to change careers for so long. If I'm going to do something like this, mm. I might as well do it here. So yeah, I did take definitely a lower pay pay cut. Um, I took a pay cut, obviously, like potentially what I could have earned. And definitely you could call it going backwards in terms of progression because obviously I'm not doing something remotely close to the responsibility of what I had before. But I but the way I see it, it's about perspective and mind state. Some people will always might value like the the, the financial aspect. Like they might see you have to be progressing. Like you, you they won't expect a position less. You can't ex- not going to accept any m- money that's less type mm. thing. But the way I tackled it when I got here was like, no, but I'm learning something completely different. It's not backwards. It's, it's expanding yeah. my, my, my skill set, which I feel like I've done. Um, yeah. Cause I, there's a varied amount of jobs in industries. I feel I could potentially, you know, when I, especially when I have an interview, 
even though I bombed that one on Friday, I wrote all these things before the phone interview. Like I could say like, I've done this now and I've done this. Plus I have the 10 years insurance and office and broking experience that I had before. But yeah, it's practice, right? I got to keep getting better yeah. at interviews and shit. But like, I'm really hoping these next two gigs because they're definitely not something I've done before and that could add more to, to, to later on. But ultimately, and I think this is something you can agree with because I think that's why you've gone for it because I'm just, I don't stop talking about it. At the end of the day, we all want to work and not everyone, but what I want to do is work solely on my terms mm. and that's obviously with either if it's this podcast or youtube or just another business venture a sushi. <laughs> a sushi, a sushi. no i'm not kidding like if we could i'm not even ki- I'm not kidding you if you're if you're catering by the way go, go on our website if you ca- cater it'll help fund this dream if if cooking chicken would replace it's not really replacing. I don't have an income right now. But if it's more than the income that I was making in my contract job, just being your sous chef, <laughs> I'd take that any day. No, hell, for hell yeah. I cook chicken for days, man. I do the batters. I do this with the garlic. Oh, yeah. No, you're pro. You're pro. You're would that. you agree? Would you? Would you? I'm not saying you'd quit your job, but like, let's be real here. Oh, no. Let's yeah, be, no, Let's would. just be real. Like, let's be real. If you could... How long did we work on the chicken? Like eight hours or something? Wait, no, for... No, I mean like, like okay, well, your chicken business. Yeah. While the... What? What's in my hand? No, you're getting dust Sorry. all over your hands. Because I, I keep touching things. I don't know why. Wait. Like the actual cook wasn't that long. The actual cook wasn't that long. The prepping, the groceries. Not just the prepping. the gr- Yeah, the groceries, your website, your... You know, just all that, the thought behind it like you were spending days you were awake at night but did it feel like work nah exactly exactly that's amazing that's the dream though that's the dream so yeah if you want to fund our dream order some chicken watch my youtube videos (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know i'm gonna monetize this like this probably won't get me anything you know what my dream is for this if it gets like you know popular enough that I can like just do podcasts and in actual like the vision for this podcast where in the world was to literally like start every episode like where in the world are we right now but the past seven episodes have been in the same place it's <laughs> have always you been in london to be like tra- traveling all around the world yeah and say i'm in turkey yeah today. yeah I'm and talk about America. i'm in turkey right now and we're here Hey, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. You we are gonna keep, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm just saying like, I'd love that to happen. And that is my dream. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing it because you never know. And the thing is the beauty of living in London, like the concept of paying rent and all that. I keep telling everyone like, this is my first time living outside of the nest. I left my, my parents' house. <laughs> to um, go into this nest. <laughs> into this nest, her nest. I guess it's good. Like, yeah, there's times where it it feels like a struggle, but it feels worth it. And like, you know, like I always see worst case, absolute worst case scenario. I go back home, but otherwise it's far from it. There's, there's like, there's always a way. There's always work. Wash dishes. Wash dishes. I, I almost washed dishes at one point in between. Like this was a year ago, actually. Remember when I applied for the Q2 center? Yep. 
I mean, I'll, that's still a, uh, no, an option. It's still an know. option, but like, you know, I feel like I can do more. But like, things like that, I was going to wash dishes for fun. And I, I didn't see that. Some people would be embarrassed to say that. But for me, I'm like, you know what? You ask someone what their job is. You know what my job is? Ask me. What's your job? What do you do for it? What is my job? Okay, what is your job? To survive. Hustle. Yeah. You're a hustler. That's all it is. I don't give a damn what I do. As long as I have time to do whatever the hell, like, I think matters, because I do believe that. Like, what's the point of, like, spending all your time doing something you don't like? Like, you got to work. You got to be smart and do something at least to get by. But if yeah, that's all you're doing, stuff that, man, I just got to survive and enjoy my, and, and hey, enjoy hey. doing it. You know what the real survival is? What? Is if what? I literally just go, all right, I'm going to dedicate my time to this chicken, quit my job, we're both out of job, that's survival. That's not survival, that's that's just a risk. Yeah, because for now... That's not survival, that's this, just, that's this, a gamble. That could, that's a one, that's a no. one-way ticket back to Sydney. We can't even afford the ticket, we'll get deported. I'm saying survival because we literally are not have, we don't have any income, so you literally that's have to make hustle. or break. No, that's make or break. That's make or break. Survive. I want to survive. For me, so shit. Is the camera about to die? Let me. Let me just. Oh yeah. All right, we're back. It's good, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, fam. Yeah, bruv. In it. Get them peas, yeah. Top boy. Yeah. Yeah, fam. All right. Jobs. Is yeah. that it? Is that all we're talking about? Yeah. For work, there's nothing more. We've only gone for an hour. We could talk a bit more. Mm. Oh, how about the difference? Okay, with working with Australian companies versus here. Mm, good one. Do you find a difference? Yeah. Because I do. Massive differences. You go first. I think they're... Londoners are very much about their work-life balance. Yep. But when I'm saying work-life balance is that they do not go over five minutes, 5.30, if, it, if, it, if they finish at 5.30. So once it's 5.30, everyone literally just duck off. Unless you obviously have things to do, then you stay back for a bit. But they actually have a culture to not stay more than what you're needed You're forced for. to go home, yeah. So you arrive at 9.00. People sometimes actually arrive 9 to 10, 9 15 because the tube here is always, always has issues. But even then, like, you, you still take your hour's lunch break. Then you finish at 5.30. You're entitled. Entitlements. Yeah, that's it. You're entitled to this. Um, yeah. And, yeah, my company actually has a has a policy, I think, for, like, you if it's past 6 o'clock, you're not actually supposed to be in the office still. Not allowed. I mean, not allowed, but, but obviously it'll sort of go back to the manager, like, why... Do you think it's because it's like, why are you staying back? Is it you, you can't do your work within the time? There's that. But... And also because I think there's that. No, you're right. I think it's definitely that. Like you're you're given eight hours work. You're supposed to being able to do it and within that time. If you can't time, complete it, what, what's going on? Then yeah, something's something going wrong. on. Maybe you're not an efficient worker, y'all. Or you're being, being given too much work. Then that that's another it, yeah. issue. But I think it's also because um, lifestyle as well, like yeah. going to the gym, um, doing that kind of stuff. People like it. And also people always go for dinners, I reckon, yeah. like after work. Well, I think obviously being um, 
Look, there's 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 two sides of the the coin, obviously on both ends. But I think you're you're right in general. Like majority, we're just talking about a generalization here. But in Sydney, I felt work was just work. Um, you do your nine, you do your nine to five, and there were the companies I work for. There was kind of this sort of expectation, like do more. Um, I think it was a, it's a newer concept, and I think it might be getting better about the work life balance thing because I, I did notice things were trying to be improved, especially mm-hmm. in the larger corporations. It's like they're still in the baby infant stage of trying to incorporate that. And I could be wrong. I know there's other companies that are great back in Sydney. I had friends that were like so flexible, like they can do whatever. Yeah, that depends. It's, it's always dependable. But I just felt for me personally, majority of it was just work hard. Um, I felt like I felt guilty about going over my lunch break, maybe a minute or two. Like there'd always be that pressure or feeling. Yeah, We're yeah. here. It, it's really laid back. Like especially my last job, it was so flexible. And but the the beauty of it, I felt like an adult. I felt like I was I was I wasn't just, I wasn't being treated like a kid. Like you have to be here at this time. Like you know, yeah, I'll go for lunch. Sometimes I might go over, like maybe even an hour and a half. Like things just happen, right? We have things going on. Like I might be at like the doctors, or I might be buying some stuff because I need to go, and I'll make up the time whenever as well. Um, it's no big deal. I think people I think don't really he, care. It's just, it's really just, just, just get on with it. Do your work. I think, well. um, yeah, I think here is like, as long as you deliver. So if just let's deliver, just say right? yeah. you have a deadline for something, yeah. if you meet it yeah. and you actually exceed it sometimes, or if, as long as you deliver, then what's, what's the difference with you delivering, having two hours lunch break, yeah. for example, but that, versus... look, this could be just... Because you've only had one employer here. I had one. I'm saying in general, I think. I've had well. one that is, that was very strict actually. Like one hour at this time only. So it's two sides of the coin. Because we've had friends that have said otherwise. It's quite strict, yeah. That they say, oh, it's like, I feel like it's. It, very, it's, it varies. It's very polarized. They'll either, it'll either be really crap, like really shit. Yeah. But I think these forward-thinking companies or a lot of startups, that very, very working. different. Yeah. So I think it just depends. It's like the old way of working versus the new, maybe. Because, like, I've had a lot of varied experiences. Majority have been good. Um, but once again, it could be the fact that I'm a temp, so I'm not really liable for much as mm, well. That's true. Because you but get paid for the hours you work for. I think you're right in a sense. Um, I think because the social aspect... Yeah. Um, here because in Sydney I wouldn't go out on a weekday no, 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 no one goes out on a weekday everyone works for the weekend like no. waiting for the weekend here people t- turn up this is something I could never get over but um, get around <laughs> coming coming to work hungover like people would just straight up say like I'm hungover on a Wednesday on a Wednesday or... and that's for me so, like I know back home that's something you'd never be able to do that wouldn't fly like how could you like, I mean, it just felt so foreign to me that that yeah, that same. it's accepted, like it's no, it's like normal, and I think it's part of the culture once again because there's such a big drinking culture here. It's not frowned upon. It's no. like normal. Like obviously you don't do it all the time, but you know, like Fridays are like a write-off here because people start drinking on Thursday. On Thursdays, there's clubs open on Thursdays. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have that back home too, but I guess it's the fact that it's such a cosmopolitan city. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Because, like, for me, even, like, back home, like, on a weekday, you literally, even if someone was to say, hey, let's go for dinner, 
I'll be saves. Yeah, I'll be saves. I'm like, now nah, I'm going home. Mm. You'd be you'd be more you'd be more inclined to say yes on a Thursday. Wait, is this maybe British people too, or maybe just expats? Because you got to remember as well, we hang around a lot of Aussies. Yeah. We have some friends that do go out on weekdays still, right? Oh yeah. It's just that there's no, so much. To, din- there's just yeah. so much to do here. That's all. There is, I think. But then again, it depends. It depends on people. I mean, back home there will be people that would say yes all the time, even to dinners on weekdays. It's I think just it's us. The, I think well. it's the lack of things to do. Because in back in Sydney, like especially if you live there your whole life, how many more places can you eat at? Like uh, you could just go to your regulars here and there, but you might as well save money and go home. Yeah, hang and out, cook. At, hang out at home, or even meet friends at home. But in terms of activity, like unless you play sports, there's all these sport things. But like, how much stuff? There's something new every day. I can't keep up. There's literally something every, and then on top of that, travel. So every weekend, someone's offered another country. And mm. what I what I love is every Monday, like there'll be someone like um, bread from yeah. Portugal or chocolates from chocolates something. from Poland or something just something like name dropping a country like it's normal I love I that I think it's yeah London as well always has like gigs concerts concerts, concerts comedy shows theatre comedy club on a Monday it's just yeah different activities and gigs you know what like I'm not gonna be biased to Sydney because we might not even be aware of those gigs and concerts that's happening that's what I mean I think that's another because that's why I brought up that parallel that one, the difference is we're not we're not expats in Sydney so maybe Cause there is a big Newtown I don't know like, yeah like never I never considered even living there for that reason I'm like why like it's so expensive I don't need to like I live here mm. I think it's like uh, even for me like when you when i've lived in paris for like all these years i had a different i had a different view of being in it being able to travel in europe i never saw that that wow like how good is it mm-hmm. that you go to a different country every weekend i never saw that aspect because i was like oh you live here it's close i live here it's close as well as that we all think we all we all actually think that all european cities are the same. Mm-hmm. Culture's different, obviously. Food's different. But we all think that we are from that same culture and we think that, oh, it's close by anyway. We're not going to go. It's only when I actually felt like I became an expat from my, from, a Europe, from a European country that I was like, oh, I actually, I actually get it. Because this time around, I felt like I was an expat from Australia mm. and not being French anymore. I'm not mm. saying I'm not... I'm denying the fact that I was French. But you've had it was both, different. You've had both sides. Because that's a, another thing I see. Like, I've s- met some British people here that haven't traveled as much as we've done in just the past year that have lived there their whole life. Mm. But I get that because me being from Sydney, I haven't traveled Asia nearly as much as no, people and it's the from same. Britain have gone yeah. over and then just gone nuts, like done New Zealand. They do Because you want to go as far as you want. People just go to, like, once again just experience everyone's different i'm sure yeah it's like i haven't done great barrier reef things like that people fly over so far yeah because the thing you've had experience of both you've come from france to sydney but i guess you were so young so you didn't do the travel thing in sydney but now that you've reversed back and you've realized wow everything was at my doorstep when i used to live in paris but you were just 
maybe just younger. I was too young to travel. I even discovered the nightlife in Paris, which I hadn't discovered before. That was so your first time. That was experiencing first time. It, eh? And cool. s- experiencing like Paris as a as a city, as a, as and a then city. realizing wow, there's actually so many things to do yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I think was that your with the one that you came before we met? Yeah. Or more so the one when we met, you experienced that? More so when, well, when I went back um, in June. The first, oh, the June one where the we June met. The June one where That's we when met. you actually. Because it had. Because you actually had to take me, because you had to show me all the tourist stuff. So it kind of forced you to go yeah, to it all to again. Yeah, to go to all these places. And I think because, you know, when you live somewhere, you have a different perspective. It's like, oh, yeah. I live here. I think it's, I get I get it's that. different. I get, I get where you're coming from. Because I think I get the same feel. I don't get it as much, but the rare occasion someone not from Sydney would be in Sydney and I'll take them to the city, like the Opera House and Centre Point and the Harbour Bridge, I'll get that sense of pride and good that feeling of like, yeah, yeah this, this is a good city, man. But you don't really, like, but then, then I think about it and how many days I worked seeing this, like I'd run across the Harbour Bridge around yeah. the Opera House, but it doesn't really hit me because I'm there. Mm. But when it's only when you're showing someone maybe yeah no it's very different yeah being a tourist or an expat versus being an actual citizen like of that interesting interesting conversations we're having here why are you whispering i don't know i think it sounds more dramatic when i do it yeah bro yeah bruv isn't it (laughs) time to get this peas mate yeah you get these peas to get these peas well fingers crossed i get that job tomorrow if i do should i just tell everyone i got nothing to lose. I'll just tell everyone. What, when you get it? But I'm scared I'm going to jinx it. I'm going to look like a damn fool when I release this episode. Like, I didn't get the job. No, no, no. Keep it for the next one. You know what? Keep it for the next one. Can I talk about the other job? Because that one's fun. Yeah, go. Go. It's so cool, man. So I met this dude of a friend. Um, Shout-outs to Carlin. He's Canadian. He's in Asia right now. I don't know if he's listening to this podcast. But he, f- he referred me to his mate, um, and he has this c- sick business. It's like this startup around the w- around the corner from where we live, <clears throat> and it's this um, spa therapy um, float. It's like this little pod. It, I feel like it's the universe doing shit to me. You know, I'm always talking about universe. I get real spiritual about this shit. Yeah. But like, because I've went through all my anxiety and I met this guy and I had such a warm feeling about him. I was like, this guy is a really nice dude. And anyway, um, Carlin gave me the alley-oop to, um, to make the connection. And yeah, it's this, it's this like, I don't know what exactly, I f- how I fit in with working there or helping out. I'm, I'd be happy just to hang out there and work on my podcast stuff around it. But it's like a, a capsule with salt water and you float. I'm talking like it's a new invention. It's been around for years. What, the floating? Yeah, the float thing. Have you ever heard of it? No. Yeah, there, apparently there's heaps of them. So I, I talked about to Maggie the other day. And she's like, yeah, they have those in Sydney. I'm like, I have never th- seen this. A salted water float. Yeah, it's like this ball with water and it's salt. And, and you it, just it float. makes you float. And then you're there for an hour and clears your mind. But anyway, as part of the 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 job opportunity for me to work there, I, I got a message him back. I get to try the, the, float. the float, yeah. So I'll tell you guys how it, how it is, and I'll send a link here, and you guys should definitely check it out. I just had a, I just think it's gonna be really cool, and I think it's like a, a blessing 
from the from the clouds. God has presented this opportunity for me because mm. of my anxiety. It's like it's all right, Nathan. You need to meditate. It's time to float, y'all. In it, in it, bruv. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna get these peas by floating. I'm gonna be the top boy. Top boy. Big okay. things. So yeah, fingers crossed. I hope I get that job. Then now that's it. I'll be fine. If I have those two jobs, I'm back. I'm back, y'all. And Completely back. Back financially, and I'm doing something cool. Yeah. And it's actually like I'm actually excited for it. Yeah. And you know, we can see how long that goes, and then find the next job. That's another thing I really wanted to talk about. I love the concept of contracting and temping. Like, yeah, one you don't get benefits, yeah. no leave, and all that. But I love just the how varied it can be, and how the pressure of like it could be gone, but then you could find something else. And there's always stuff. And if they across. like you, you can be kept there. And if they like you enough, like this one, killed it. First contract she got. You were contemplating not taking the perm. I remember. Yeah, because I like. I really liked the, the concept whole of temping and trying new things. Like I was in events. Like where else can yeah. I be? But you also were seeing like because they our recruitment agency sends emails of other potential jobs and something you always wanted to work out, fashion. Yeah. All those ops. They don't have that shit. Do they have that? There's a few yeah. actual. There's a few sh- shop startups in Sydney, there's like Shopo, Shop, Shopo, Shopo. That would be sick to work at. But yeah, you'd but have, it's hard to get you'd in. You need to have the experience. But and with I, the recruitment agency, it could be different. Get in, bro. You can get in, and that's why I mean, in meeting people in passing, just like yeah, met a new friend, introduce. It's just because I think job turnovers here are so quick as well, which is a negative and a positive. Like, it's bad for employers. Like, you, you go through a lot of duds. Sometimes it just makes it shit and it makes people not as trusting for employees. But if you're a good worker in general, you'll be able to navigate around. And yeah. the good thing about that, they'll take a shot on you. Like, because so many roles, just some some companies have really big turnovers. And, mm. you know, like, yeah, experience is good, but I don't, I don't feel those barriers as much as I felt back home. Like, literally, a lot of, places that's why i was in insurance for 10 years i just couldn't find anything that would take me and i think ego had a lot to do with it because my um my mindset back then is like i can't go back financially i wouldn't accept anything lesser than what i was getting yeah i wouldn't accept a backwards career which is normal i guess but different mindset here i had no shame and shit i just i'll do what i need to do as long as my priorities are straight, like I want to do, like I'll take something if I feel it adds value to me, like at that job and personally, if I can use it as well. And otherwise, if it's something that completely doesn't have value, I don't want it to be a priority. So yeah, no, getting a like a full-time insurance job just didn't seem like the a right priority, move because yeah. it would take up too much time. I'd be equally as stressed, probably more um, here. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I probably would have had a completely different experience. Mm. And I love the fact that you take leave anytime you want. <laughs> it's good for traveling, man. I was working in Italy when we went for a week. Yeah, that's true. On my true. laptop, like just at the airport or just in whenever you want. House, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? You went to Manchester the other day. That was sick. Yeah, no, that was cool. That's your first time flying for work ever? Like getting set somewhere? It was a a business trip, first business trip. Um, Did you feel important? 
got the I did. you got the full treatment. You you got a hotel at the Hilton. Yeah, I was actually like, ooh, look at the hotel room. That's dope. I can expect, um, you know, expense the taxi, little <laughs> things like that. Like I know it sounds it so it silly. Good. Those things add value, like, though. But I was like, oh. Like, I get the opportunity, and I was, like, so aesthetic. Like, even though it was for just one night, just the fact that I was able to just travel there, yeah. see a bit of Manchester. Yeah. Like, I was, it was part of my list to see um, I think Manchester. I asked you this, but... No, you didn't... Did you agree that Manchester felt like Melbourne? No. Uh, a, bit, a bit older. Really? Yeah, Like yeah, an yeah. older Melbourne, because the buildings yeah. are quite medieval. It's a cute city, but you wouldn't live there. Nah, I feel like it's like, like a village uh, type thing. It felt like it's communities that know each other. You'd probably be in a bit of a bubble again. Bubble it, city. It'd be quite a bubble. Um, yeah. I I didn't see like even just going to the hotel. Not saying bad things about the hotel, but you could see that it wasn't the same sort of Hilton. Uh, like, like when you grand. go to Hilton, you know it's like grand to- little toiletries you get everything yeah, yeah, from yeah. cotton buds everything so it l- felt it's lower more, grade slightly lower but more adapted to the people there Fair. it's still grand but it still was more like adapted to like a village yeah um everything even like the restaurants food there was good just for that fur that i had really good compared to london i think food anywhere outside of london is better i don't know why <laughs> that's bad eh um, I still make good food. That's why you make food. And that's why we got this business catering. Maybe you can drop some flyers around the, the house, the building tomorrow. Where? In the like, mailboxes. <laughs> I can if you want. Do you want me to? Let's just drop some. I'll, I will. Do you want me to? I'll put it in the mailbox. And then whenever I'll go to like pubs or whatever. Oh, no, we'll ask um, our uh, mate. Cameron. Cameron. Shout outs to Cameron. He'll never see oh, this yeah. episode. He's the uh, the porter for our building he gives us a tip whenever there's cool free stuff at the front yeah. when people that are moving out leave their stuff there we try and take stuff did we take anything last time we got a few books a belt random shit yeah really random um but yeah no i think um i think it was really good just being able to do that i think um like i take every opportunity that i get here um, and I'm quite grateful for everything anyway, um, just in general. Um, but yeah, like the good thing about here is that you can, there's there's a way to actually pursue your dream. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel too far, too far-fetched. Obviously, I think as well why I took the permanent role, I think it's also because it's just the security because life in London is quite expensive. Yep. And I think what I like here is that I can pursue this little venture mm on the side while having my full-time job because actually I'm not stressed at work. I yeah. don't have, I it don't doesn't find overtake your it, life, no, though, yeah. it's not like something where I take home. I think it was a no brainer for you to take up the permanent job. I think it would have been a different story if while you were temping, it wasn't good because it was, it kind of was easy to just be like, yeah, no, I think I'd like to stay and mm. pursue this. But then, you know, obviously like things change, we move on, we, yeah. We do things. So it, it really depends. Like, I think because, you know, this little venture here, it's sort of like fitted together, yeah. like well, having cool. the work catering. Well, it got you the work catering and what you're doing that now every month for them too. Um, possibly? Or not? Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Fingers crossed. But hopefully that'll happen. But even then, it's just word of mouth. 
um, and you know, we never know. So there you go, peeps. I hope that was um, insightful. Little little peek inside um, work life in London, the parallels back home for us, Sydney people. Comment below if um, you know it's something that resonates with yourself if you've felt the same experiences or completely different it might be completely different because it's i can already say everyone's different that's why it's going to be great like this isn't gonna it's not gonna be a one-off topic there's we'll have guests that are in from different walks of life that have tackled it differently and that's what makes this fun and interesting and why it's such a unique everyone's experience here is so unique and it's it's an exciting city i I love being here dude like it's so fun Mm. there's you just don't know what's what's next like like i'm so nervous about tomorrow but that could be a whole new thing again and um you know yeah i think what's exciting in general is that um exciting and scary because when you're in another country it's it's actually already a survival instinct like you really you have, have to, to do it to do it like you have to find a job because yeah. you have to finance everything and especially the lifestyle here because you travel and yeah. if you want to travel that much then you have to finance it. If you want to go to concerts, gigs, yeah. um, all of these things, and dinners. And just London, man. London's and just drinks. Everything yeah. is expensive here. So I think it's just financing. A lot of people out there, it's just survival to finance all these travel, traveling and it's all a different, of that. It's a different motivation because back home, your motivation is make a lot of money. And- no, not even that. Like obviously buy a house. Yeah. S- Settle. Honestly, to settle, like, I don't see the point really, like, like, not the point. Like, I can't say it's not no point just going out because I love to go out before. But as you, obviously, as you get older, you're not going to party through your 30s. That's kind of sad, um, I feel like. Nothing wrong with having fun, but if you just, like, no goal. Like, the goal is, like, I feel would be, you know, family and just makes, build something, build a career. Like, you can do a lot of these things in Sydney as well. But if you move to another country, there's there's no house or family or settling in the equation, I feel. It's not likely, if that makes sense. Mm. Whereas here, your only option is, like, you just want to get the most out of, like, you know, the things that you can't get home, which is the travel, yeah, which is exploring London, gigs, going out, you know. So you're more sensible where you are at home, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for I'm sure. I'm not trying to, like, you know, I'm just being real. Yeah, do everything extra I'm not, do trying, to offend, I'm not trying to offend anyone. Because honestly, if I go back to Sydney, I'm not going to be doing the same things I was doing in London. I'm not going to be back home, going to every gig, traveling every weekend. Nah, that's and not going to happen. That's going to happen. I'm back to like paying a mortgage, bro, and back to like a career or something or building and something. And, you know, all that other shit. So mm. should we end it there? How long has it been? hour 24 mm. it's not finished there's the segments the questions remember that people ask oh yeah yeah go, go. should we go for that i think so because we're gonna get am it. i like low energy as shit huh do i sound like i'm so out of it Nah, i think it's, I'm fine. i think it's good i get real self-conscious when i record these and i just think i'm doing really bad and i then, think it's good and then when i actually listen to it later it's okay but anyway look without further ado
those so, questions are. So, anchor.fm forward slash where in the world. There is a button. You can't see it here because I'm logged into my account. But next to the listen and Spotify button, there is another button which allows you to send an audio message. That'll come to myself and I will answer anything. Mainly travel advice or living abroad advice, especially in London, if you're from Sydney. But anywhere, I guess, because this world, where in the world podcast is worldwide. It's now also available on Apple Podcasts, which is great. Check that out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other platforms I've never heard of. <laughs> okay, so these questions were sent on my Instagram, where in the world podcast on Instagram. These people asked these questions. I'm going to ask them. You answer first, I'll answer it later. Okay. So I'll treat it like you're a guest. Okay. It's like in Tiger Belly where they have unhelpful advice. Mm. That's where I got, I stole the idea. But do, um, it, are the questions for, for you more specifically? I think it can be for both of us. Okay. I'll, I'll just, I can't remember them. They were so long ago. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. All right. And if it's fun, we'll, we'll do this every week at the okay. end, at the end of each. It's going to be fun. Okay. 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 This is from Don. It's just our normal friends. <laughs> so Don said, <clears throat> okay, it's tailored to me, but you can answer it too. He says, I know you have a daily routine to stay healthy. <laughs> How do you keep that up when traveling? Okay, so a lot of times passed, so I'm not that healthy anymore. Do you want to go first? So, I, I, for example, if he thinks you do somewhat have a healthier routine to stay healthy, but how do you keep that up when you travel? We have to backtrack when we were traveling every week. It, it is it is a bit harder when you travel because obviously when you travel, you kind of want to like, all right, I'm letting myself, mm-hmm. my hair down. I'm, I'm trying to relax. But I think even just like the littlest things, like, okay, I take this green powder. Do you take that when you travel day. too? I would try and take it with me when I travel. Did you though? I don't remember you ever drinking No, I green. didn't. But, so you didn't. So but let's you, say... So to answer the question, you don't take care of yourself. But let's He's say, asking if you can take care of it when you travel. Let's say if I was to do... I only started taking so your green powder stuff. beforehand. Yeah, but you never did it. So you never did it. No. <laughs> let, let, let me think of something else. <laughs> can I... Can I... No, you go. What do you think? Because I'm thinking about it now. Okay, so when I was healthy, I'm obviously trying to get healthy again. But before, um, when I was doing a lot of the working out, um, and stuff. Um, I do remember early days, especially, um, I would still maintain my exercise regime while overseas. And I can give you two perfect examples. Yeah. Lisbon, when I went to Lisbon and that, cause I was by myself, I had no obligation to, you know, let's do this. No influence to it. I, I could do it. I went for a run and you're going to Lisbon soon. So you can do the same run I did. I, I ran around the, the castle and shit. Mm. Like I did, I woke up really early and I left the hostel and it feels good. It starts my day off. I've obviously slipped since then, but I maintained that when we went to Kiev. Kiev, you went Remember, for that like run. I went downstairs and I went for a run yeah, outside run, and yeah. I came back and I got to discover the city. There's something really fun about doing that in another country because I feel like a local because I'm doing something it's like, I have so much fun already doing that here. Like, I'll go out, like, when we used to live in Swiss Cottage, I'll find a new running route. And especially here, there's so many places to run. Mm. I just sort of saw it as like, oh, cool. I get to find another running route, but it's now in a different country. Like, maintaining that mindset. Then obviously, yeah, 
I, I just stopped. We got lazy. Like, I think we got pretty bad. We weren't even sleeping. No, we were sleeping. Probably too much. What about Rome? We went clubbing and went straight to the plane. That's not healthy. We went clubbing one time and we thought a smart idea was um, to go to the club on a Friday night, dr- get drunk, and then just not sleep because our flight the next morning was at 6. Yeah, 6.30. So we had to wake at f- f- 3. So we got home at 2, slept for half an hour, and rushed to the airport. Oh, that drunk, was so bad. And on a diet. And we were awake for 48 hours. That's not healthy at all. I don't know what Don's talking about. No, his question was, I know you have a daily routine. And how do you keep it up you keep during it? We your don't. travels? We don't. Like, I actually realise now at, we at don't. At the most, I ran at least. So at least I you got did. something. I ran I for a bit. So you, you're nothing. You didn't do anything. I think because like, to me, when I'm like traveling, I'm like, I'm traveling. You're all out. You're all out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Whatevs. Don't No rest. Go all out. That's fine. I don't think you need to. Let my like, head down a little bit. Everyone does that too. You know, I just, for me, because I remember because of my anxiety, that's how I managed it. So I kept those habits and I think I need to start doing that again. But we haven't traveled for a while. Look, if anything, the tri- uh, Amsterdam, we went, cy- we cycled around. We cycled everywhere. Yeah, but that wasn't for fitness. That was just because we wanted to cycle around. Still, you know. We no, walk, it's good. We no, walk good. around. We walk here. Yeah, we did walk all that. Um, we did walk, like Barcelona, we walked everywhere. Yeah. Even though everything was so far, Love of the you rings. can see anything was so far. Yeah, it's dumb. Anyway, don't answer your question. We actually don't stay don't, healthy. Sorry. So sorry, not helpful at all, eh? Um, Unhelpful but, advice. But if you can maintain the exercise regime, I suggest you maybe do. next, next time. But it's hypocritical because I don't. Okay, this is from Yoha. Do you remember Yoha? Yeah. Ray's friend. Yeah. From LA. Yeah. Shoutouts. He probably doesn't watch this anymore. It's been he asked this question like. A month ago. Maybe you can just say, you know what, I've answered your question and that's it. This is a hard one, actually. I remember this question. <clears throat> I can't remember. Okay, I'll a- ask this to you. I'm not going to answer this. What's the biggest culture shock, good or bad, that you've experienced? Like biggest, as in weirdest or biggest? No, culture just... shock. Like another country, like, whoa, culture. Like... It's going to sound dumb, but I'm just going to Google what culture shock means. I know I sh- it's it's obvious, but like I can't explain. Culture shock? But you know what culture shock I, is? I know what culture shock is. Like that's what I'm saying. Don't think I'm stupid for Googling it. But no, I I, I'm, to- not, I'm not thinking it. <laughs> no, I mean like I mean people like listening now. We're like. To be honest, I think my biggest culture shock was, was when I moved culture, to. Way of, li- way of life, set of attitudes. Yep, go. Yeah, when I moved to Sydney. It was yeah. a huge culture shock in the sense that, first of all, um. I take everything very literally. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. So literally expressions such as when you say something's easy and it's like a walk in the park, yes, I used you. to think that people would take walks in the park. You still do that today, to now. Till now, um, a, fr- a friend of ours, because... Um, Lamb. Lamb. Says... When it's was like, oh, maybe... Because I said, oh, I could cater fried chicken. He's like, oh, I'll get back to you. Then he's like, hey, so I heard NFC was like the next best thing since, since sliced like, bread. And I was like... Which sliced bread sliced is Sliced bread? Do people actually bring that as a dish? And like, <laughs> I actually thought it was sliced bread. It's a metaphor. You got me a card. I did not get the joke. Nah, that was just slow. That's not even a thing. The avocado. Probably slow. But it's just like little things like that, how... You guys have expressions. 
the way of there's life as well. There's a lot of slang. Well. There's a lot of like metaphors. There's slang. It's an Aussie thing as well. Um, the way of life as well. It's very much like, yeah, I do see the whole laid back thing, working to live for the weekend. Um, we don't see that like back in Paris. I think because in where I grew up, it was like the ghetto, I guess. So it was a big culture shock when I saw the big buildings, like the suburbs, people going for runs in so the morning. So you never really went to the city much in Paris? You always stayed in the, the yeah, Asian district? Yeah, I always district? stayed in my... Because I was young, so I was going yeah. to school. My school was five minutes down the road. So you never really went so to the city So I never really much. went out. Um, went to the city here and there when we skipped school um, <laughs> to go to the shopping mall. But that's about that's it. That's about it, yeah. Never really experienced the whole French way of life as people would think mm. it is, like drinking wine with cheese. Like That doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when I moved to Sydney, really started working and getting into that work life. And yeah, just really seeing how you go from almost like that ghetto to like the city, going to the beach on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. So that was a huge culture shock. Culture shock as well, like the language and and yeah. It's just different. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just different. It's crazy. It's just complete um, opposite spectrums, mm-hmm. I think. I think for me... Um, I can only vaguely remember, but I rem- I I do remember just the shock factor for me. That um, but it was pretty much when I went to the Philippines as a kid, mm. and it was so long ago. Like I don't, I really vaguely remember it. But I, all I do, what I, sorry, let me restart. The constant thing I kept thinking was this potentially could have been my life, had my parents not moved from Philippines mm. to Sydney. So. You don't know I'm Filipino, my background. <laughs> but yeah, just seeing where my dad grew up. Um, it's like this province town, Bulacan. Just seeing like, that that's life, dude. And the thing that tripped me out so much was when we went, I, I don't think he'd been back for like years and people knew him. Like, But they weren't excited to see him. It was more of just like, hey, like, like no time had passed. Like life just keeps going in these country towns mm. and people were just so happy like happy with less type thing there was just that vibe mm. i never understood it because we've we live privilege quite privileged when you think about it like yeah. financially and like with resources and that kind of shit and just seeing like yeah like this is like going home from school and you're walking along like a grass meadow with fucking cows or, oh yeah I don't, whatever the cows were i don't think they're cows moose or something i don't know you know Wearing slipper to, to school. <laughs> <laughs> slipper. There's the joke that we keep. Slip. Joke. 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 Netflix. Slipper. How Hawaiians always wear slipper. Anyway, sorry. In house <laughs> joke. In house joke. But yeah, that's that's my culture shock. I'm seeing just like the traffic, the the pollution, just the poverty. Like I'm just like, oh my god. Why and I've you? I've never exp- like obviously I saw that again in Thailand when I went with my cousin. But like. It's a big wake-up call if all I knew before was, you know, somewhat like a privileged life. You may not have been Nats Blazing, could have been... No chance. I would have been Nats the Pinoy Rapper, <laughs> which I was anyway. Pinoy Rapper. You would have been Slipper Rapper. Slipper. All right. Um, this is probably more of a question for me, but you'll be able to answer this later on. I'll ask it. 
Main difference, sorry, this is from Lam actually. So Lam, the ne- the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> the main difference traveling solo as opposed to with Nadine. It's mm. very specific. And you haven't gone solo yet. Nadine's going on a solo trip to Lisbon soon. Yeah, yeah. So excited. It's very fun. That was my second city I went solo. So I'll talk about that. Um, the difference between, wow, well, very specific, either with you. First trip we did solo together, Paris, when we met, like, like yeah. properly hanged out for the first time. But the actual other trip, like, let's... Uh, Barcelona. Somewhere, yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona is a couple already. Yeah. What else have we done together? Done heaps together. Kiev, Copenhagen. Kiev, Italy. Italy. Um, Scotland. Scotland. Uh, um, Tromso. Norway. Yeah. We've done heaps. Is that it? I'm just trying to think of them all now. That's it, eh? Still a lot. Half my trip, a quarter of my trips I've done with you, I think. Yeah. A quarter or even half now. All right, main difference, because um, we're running out of time. I talked about my solo adventures, but traveling with you, I'm lazier. <laughs> I don't do anything. And I'm just, I leave it up to you. I'm like, yeah. Like, I'll let you plan it and say everything, and I'll just give my opinion. Like, I'll sort of make a concrete decision that'll help you because you can be indecisive as well but i'll be like yeah no i think this is this makes sense like you'll you'll have a mock itinerary because we don't plan beforehand we'll just get there but you take charge so yeah you're the leader in traveling i'm just lazy i get lazy which is like not a bad thing like i enjoy it and it's cool because the good thing is i find as well is we are similar so there's never, like, there's never, majority of the time we are together, the few times that we do split up for even a bit, it's fun. Like, remember in Copenhagen when I went for a bike, when you didn't know how to bike yet? Yeah. And you went somewhere else in shots. So yeah. So you're in a little solo adventure, we'd split up, and then we'll come around again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. But majority of the time, we like doing the same thing. So it's like, well, we might as well just stick, stick together mm. type thing. So that, as opposed to solo... I'm in full control and I think, yeah, like I have no choice. It gets me Mm. out of my comfort zone. So there's no one that's better or not. Like I like both. I love traveling. Look, I'm not going to lie. Don't take this in offense, but obviously I made a whole episode on why I like traveling alone. And it's not just because of you. It's like even with groups or with people, I still prefer the solo travel the most. Mm. And it's for that reason because I know if I'm with you or if I'm with a group, I'll just be like, let everyone take care of it because, mm. you know, I don't take charge with that. As opposed to solo, I do. Okay, move on because mm. that's, that's – is that fair? It's mm-hmm. a fair question. Mm-hmm. And then when you go solo, you're gonna, you can tell, tell us what your experience is and if you like it or not. I'm excited for your trip. I'm excited too. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you nervous? No, because um, – oh, a little bit. A little bit. Like, this is proper solo now. Like, literally alone. Brand new in a country I've never been. Like, something so foreign, you know? Language I don't speak. Yeah, man. Um, But I already can see how it might be different in the sense that I already can... I already am thinking about making a list of things that I really want to do. Planning it. Not to the T, but, like, 
obviously using the experience of the traveling with you, but I think as well, I like, I like to be prepared for things and yeah. I like to be making sure that I make the most of my time and I like to plan everything. So, cause when I'm with you, we sort of vibe off each other. Yeah, that's so the big one. So we don't yeah. have to plan that much. Good call. Like it's, I, I gave you too much credit. We vibe off each other. So yeah. we kind of do both plan it. We do because it, it's on the spot. It's like, yeah. hey, are you hungry? What yeah. do you feel like what do you eating? Feel like? Or hey, there's this thing that TripAdvisor said we'll is good to do. look at the list. I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, do I'll you feel like doing that? Seems like, to go. Yeah, yeah. But when you're by yourself, I can already see like you like what you've done. When you, if you're doing something, you've got to commit to it. Yeah. And I don't have someone to vibe it off me. It's so, just all you, and it's, so it's all me. I'm really excited. I think you're gonna really like it, and it's gonna be a. We'll see. I think you're more than capable. That's for sure. But I think on top of that, you'll really like it. I think also why I'm like excited because it's it's like traveling because all of my solo trips i ended up living there i never exactly yeah i yeah. never actually traveled it's yeah. always been like oh yeah i'm, I'm actually staying here yeah. so i think it'll be good well it's only once you moved to sydney and you're staying there in london but the thing is now you moved here with me so you're not alone and then in yeah, sydney true. when you moved to sydney well you're with your auntie your family first yeah so it's like when i first moved here i was with my auntie for a bit but then when you get out there You've lived alone, so you have okay, yeah, that's fair. But you you were living there. Mm. This is like travel and yeah, traveling. Yeah, it's, like, it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be cool, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bruv. In it. Oh my gosh. Get them peas. Right, get on to the next question. Yeah, f- yeah, fam. Here we go. This is a good one. This one's for you. This is also by Lamb. Lamb asked for two questions, and it's <laughs> fine because we because we're a new podcast. We'll give him two questions. Two questions for you, Lamb. He asked, best Asian food fix outside of London. This is a good one because we go to like, because we love Asian food so much, we still eat it outside in Europe and everything. Uh-huh. You know what, but he says outside of London. So that could be anywhere. So I just say Sydney. So it's too broad. But I think maybe we should limit it to Europe. Like Europe. Um, I think honestly, they're both, it's two Asian fixes, but they're both in Amsterdam for me. The Vietnamese the place? The Vietnamese and the Szechuan. Oh, the Szechuan was good. The Szechuan. They're both in Amsterdam. But that was your first time experiencing Szechuan after me so long telling you it's It it's was. First time. But yeah, definitely that first pho in Amsterdam, I think Amsterdam. I felt like, wow. Because they use fresh noodles. They don't use fresh noodles here. Mm. But yeah, both in Amsterdam. I think the best Asian fix we've had ever since Sydney was probably Amsterdam for me. Trying to think, was it for me as well? Your one was Birmingham, you said. Yeah. Whatever you had in Birmingham. Went to Bir- yeah, after like district, I went to, on the way home, we stopped over at Birmingham. And it was just, I think it was because it was so long of me not having really good Asian food. Because I just didn't know where the good places mm. were in London. So when we finally had crispy pork, barbecue pork, duck, just the typical, mm. it was really good. Oh man. Would you say cra- it was Jollibee in Milan? <laughs> craving a roast pork, man. I'm craving a roast pork. Nah, Jollibee in Milan is pretty much exactly the same, the same as, as London, London, which is yeah. amazing. I'm still trying to find an excuse to go because yeah. it's so good. Would you feel offended because you cook fried chicken if I went to Jollibee? 
No, I love Jollibee. Oh, that's good. I'm only I'm only conscious of your belly. That's all. Yeah, I know. I eat too much. Look, I'm on the mend, y'all. So I've been exercising every day. We're trying to. Yeah, but compensating with wanting some donuts. Donuts, yeah. So the food thing I'm trying to fix. But yo, we rise and yo, we 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 building out here. It's all about progression in it, hey, fam. Yeah, progression. Time to get them peas, fam. <laughs> all right, bruv. I think we're good. Are we good? Oh, was that it? No more questions. Yeah, I can't answer that. I don't know. Mine's probably the same. Hampstead. Oh no, Birmingham. Oh. There's probably another one, but I can't remember. Okay. So if you have a uh, another, if anyone has any travel advice, tips, and requests, please do send us a private message. Um, Anchor.fm forward slash Where in the World. You can watch this on YouTube as well on my personal YouTube, not personal, my YouTube profile, which is Nats Blazin forward slash Nats Blazin on YouTube. Um, and it's under the Where in the World playlist. If you want to see the visuals, our facial expressions when we talk about this. Cool. Mm. Do you want to plug anything? Cooking with Nats. Yeah, like I said in the start of this, here it is. Cookingwithnads.com. Um, check it out. Read hey. her about me story. It's a very moving story. And obviously, if you want to um, order and support our dream, go on the contact me page and send us a request and we'll send you the good stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. And yeah, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Where in the World. Maybe next time we'll be somewhere else. We do have a few trips planned, and I talked about that in the last episode, but maybe there'll be more. Oh, wait. I did talk about this in the last episode. New York or Cairo? Ooh. We still haven't really talked about it. Okay. We'll save it for next time. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. That was good. Are you playing the music? No. Do you want me to play it? Okay. I'll play it.